Hey y'all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank and I'm joined by Scott today. What's up, nerds? We have a lot to discuss, but the main thing we're going to be doing is the 5th Annual Geek Freaks Awards nominations, the Geekies. And we're going to go over those, we're going to kind of talk about our favorites, and then we're going to direct you guys to go vote for those on our social media, all out um, the day that this episode releases. But first, let's head into that geek box. My question for you is, would you rather be a mutant or a superhero? Um, what's <laughs> the difference? Um, yeah, let's here. change it up. Yeah, I let's change it up. Mutant, would you rather be a Batman level superhero or would you rather be a mutant? Oh, mutant. Yeah, I give me the powers, dude. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, I love yeah. Batman, but like, Batman's got it rough. I mean, he's rich, don't get me wrong. Like, that is the power of a lot of the like, not people that don't have actual powers, is their powers are rich. Um, but yeah, being rich is good, but I think with the right powers, I could become rich. But with an, right, yeah, of course, you know Magneto just has to try harder. Yeah, yeah man, how easy yeah, it is exactly. to take gold bars out of Fort Knox when you can control the gold bars. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. So yeah, like give me, let me have powers, you know, so I can just do stuff. Hopefully, yeah, that's an easy cool. one actually. <laughs> like not Cyclops, you know, because he's got to wear glasses no. all the time and. They get knocked off. He might kill his friends. You know, like some of those powers are a little rough. But. It's like Thomas's favorite mutant. And I'm like, he's kind of terrible. I mean, I just, first off, I hate the actor that picked, plays him in the live action one in the Foxverse. Actually, I don't like either of them. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, he just, his glasses are holding back everything. And you got Jean Grey right there, who's dope as all hell. Like, she should be your favorite if you're going to pick with somebody in that relationship. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I, so when I was a kid, I decided to pick him as my favorite because yeah. his name is also Scott. Scott yeah, Summers. Yeah. yeah. And because <laughs> secretly Wolverine is all of our favorite X-Men. Of course he is. Now. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. want to be like everybody else and pick Wolverine. So it's like, oh, uh, it's like when you're like, Cyclops. I don't like Batman as much <laughs> as everybody else. And it's like, yeah, you do. You like Batman. Who else do you like? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh man. There we go, guys. Clearly, Mutants won that one. That was an easy one for us. <laughs> guys, if you guys want one of these geek boxes, check out the description. We'll have the link in the description. We appreciate your help. Um, it is called Table Topic Games. It's the company that makes it. And um, yeah, check that out. Other thing I want to tell you guys about is we have our year-end questionnaire. This is normally something we do internally. We're now going to send that questionnaire out to everybody who wants it. We have the link in the description. Um, this questionnaire helps shapes, shape what we do in the future with Geek Freaks. So, for example, the fact that we have this like daily news video thing was something that was shaped out of the questionnaire from a couple years ago. The fact that we're writing articles for our website again, again, from last year's questionnaire. So if you guys want to shape the future of Geek Freaks, answer that questionnaire and we truly appreciate it. Let's get into the news. We have a bunch of casting news. First off, this is essentially confirmed. It's done by Deadline and stuff like that, too. So it's really big sources. Pedro Pascal maybe or probably is Reed Richards. Do you think he can handle that role? I mean, that's not the, the appropriate question because, I mean, Pedro Pascal is great. And I think he can handle pretty much any role at this point. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to see him in any role. Um, can Fantastic Four handle 
Pedro Pascal because this is a cursed franchise. I'm fairly certain Fair. um, that has, I mean, kind of destroyed careers. <laughs> like, yeah. People who have had a career after making a Fantastic Four movie have done it in spite of doing Fantastic Four. Michael um, B. Jordan's a really good example of that. Like, I, yeah, I thought he would have sunk that. He would have been done, but no, he survived. Yeah, yeah. And the the guy, I don't know. I I'm terrible with names. Um, the guy who Drumline played guy. Uh, Reed Richards in the new one. Yeah. I mean, I, I like him. He does a lot of movies and I think he does a good job in, in pretty much everything I've seen. Um, yeah. but yeah, like it was just, I didn't, maybe, it just, maybe fantastic Four for whatever reason, doesn't translate well to live action or, or maybe it's just been bad writing. I don't know, but it's just, I think inherently it's not edgy enough, right? Cause it has to be family based cause it's a family. So it's like, doesn't hold too closely to Wolverine with his big claws, you know? It's, just, it's a little tough to sell. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely, it's interesting. I almost feel like Fantastic Four might be one of those things that would be better off as a TV show. Where I think that's a good idea. They could, they could flesh out the characters and their powers a little better, and yeah. they could spend more time developing that teamwork because, you know, the Fantastic Four was... Like I say, a family, a team that, you know, none of them by themselves are overpowered like a lot of other superheroes, but they come together as a group and, and have solutions for things and their powers, you know, they're, they're best when they're a team working together, you know? Um, And I guess it just doesn't work out as well in the movies, you know? Returning to the Pedro Pascal, do you think he could sell it as one of Marvel's smartest people? Um, I mean, you know, like obviously Pedro Pascal is not your conventional nerd, you know, but yeah, neither was Robert Downey Jr., you know, and I think that's fine. Um, you know, he'll he'll bring something different to the character maybe than what, you know, people are used to in comics. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I think it'll be fine. You know, whatever, throw some glasses on him. It'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the solution. I think they're definitely <laughs> going to lean into him being a dad. Like, I mean, Pedro Pascal is basically the internet's father now. And so I think they're yeah. going to make sure to go with Papa Reed Richards. But uh, yeah, there's something with like, so Tony Stark's kind of got this like, well, he's an engineer, engineers like hot rods. Like they kind of like made that leap for us. When with Pedro Pascal, I'm like, I've only seen him like carrying a baby across a desolate land at a time, or, or caring for a girl <laughs> with zombies around. Like he's not quite the, let me get my chalkboard out kind of guy, you know? No, yeah, I mean, I, I think I first noticed him in Narcos, you know, where he's yeah. a, a DEA agent. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, a scientist, you know, is different, but I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think he's extremely talented. And I think he'll do fine. Yeah. Let's move over to Super Leg- Superman Legacy. Nicholas Holt, who uh, we actually have seen in The Great. Uh, he's also Beast in the newer version of X-Men. He's going to be playing Lex Luthor. A um, couple other ones. We have Skylar Gazondo, who's going to be playing Jimmy Olsen. He's from The Righteous Gemstones. And we have Sarah Sampeo. I'm not familiar with where she's from. 
She's going to be playing Eve, which is uh, Lex Luthor's assistant. Um, Nicholas Holt is a very good actor, and I, I can't wait for people to finally wake up and go watch The Great, although they just, can't, they just canceled it, unfortunately. Um, fantastic series, and I think he does really good over there. I think he's going to do better than that uh, social network guy. I think he's going to win it. Well, you know, um, I think, and it's, it's nothing against, uh, oh man, what's his name? I can't think of what he does. Why is it social network guy? Social network guy. You know, that's what we're going to call him. Social network guy. I liked him in the social network. You know, I, I like him in other things that he does. Uh, He's, I think he's in like Zombieland, I believe. Zombieland. I like him um, in Zombieland too. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think he's a good actor. Um, I think that character was terribly written. Yeah. And I don't know how much of it is his own improv, you know, what he brought to the character and how much of it is how the character was written. But that was the worst Lex Luthor in school. Screen history, TV, movie, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, I don't, I don't care what Lex Luthor you're comparing it to. That's the worst Lex Luthor I've ever seen in my life. Um, Honestly, I'd rather. I don't know what they were going through again. (laughs) You know what I think they were? They were trying to make the Joker. Is I think what they were trying to make, trying to do. Yeah, that's not a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That the Joker and Lex Luthor are two different characters. uh, You know, and and. The two shall not cross, you know, shall not cross mm-hmm. paths. Like, I don't know. Um, so I think it's an interesting choice. You know, obviously DC, DC struggles. So maybe I'm in the camp of maybe I don't feel as against it as I did as like for like the Ben Affleck Batman the moment I heard mm-hmm. Ben Affleck Batman, I was like, what are they doing? This is dumb. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, there's the Snyder bros out there who will defend Ben Affleck Batman, um, Batfleck or whatever you want to call him till the yeah. day they die. I don't care. It was a bad choice. Most of us knew it was a bad choice and it didn't get any better, you know? Um, so I think it's doable. I do mm-hmm. think the Jimmy Olsen pick is pretty good. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, you know, I think uh, that guy whose name I can't remember, even though you said it, um, you know, I've seen him Skyler. in other things. And uh, yeah, Skyler, I think I think he fits the character well. But um, yeah, Lex Luthor's hard. I have high standards for Lex Luthor. My favorite is Michael Rosenbaum from Smallville, um, you know, who is a pretty well-liked, you know, People pretty much tend to agree that he did a really good job portraying uh, yeah. Lex Luthor. So I think we could get there again. Um, you know, what? but we'll just have to see. I, I find it really hard to expect good things from the DCEU so far. Yeah. Luckily, <clears throat> with, well, with DCU, I've, I've seen some things I'm do liking. I mean, like, again, with Skyler... I think with you when you look at like center clear to die, I think that's kind of a Jimmy Olsen version of him. Um, I think it's going to do quite well. But Nicholas Holtz, I've got faith in him. He's such a very good actor, and I can imagine him with like a bald cap on, just kicking butt on screen. So I'm rooting for him. Yeah, he's definitely got to be bald. Yeah, that's required. None of that shaggy, ugly hair that we saw out of the last one. 
Um, Jonah, uh, Jonah Robertson, uh, she's the writer for, uh, she's a writer for Vanity Fair, but she also wrote the MCU book that we've been talking about recently. She just disco- uh, explained how Marvel is going to be shifting over to Doom as their main villain instead of Kang. This is mostly because of the Jonathan Majors issues that he's got. He's still in a court case, stuff like that. Um, so first off, do you think this is going to go smoothly or are fans going to throw a fit? Is this Dr. Doom? Dr. Doom, yeah. Like Fantastic Four, Dr. Doom? Okay. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was just making sure I, I, there could be another villain just named Doom. <laughs> nah. Uh, <laughs> now you just, in Marvel, if you just say Doom, they know it's a Doctor. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, Marvel <laughs> fan bros. Um, so, you know, I'm not a comic book reader, but I do know that Doctor Doom is supposed to be a really good villain. Um, with really interesting, uh, motivations. Um, you know, of course I, you didn't really get that from the first fantastic four movie. So (laughs) I'm done well. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm interested to see if they, they can stick to the source material well and bring a good Dr. Doom, which I think would make for a good villain. Um, but it is, you know, they've definitely struggled to find their footing with a lot of the arcs following, you know, Infinity War, right? MCU has struggled after Infinity War. We all know it. The shows have yeah. done fairly well, and I think they've gone in some good directions there. But, yeah, um, you know, Ant-Man 3 didn't go over too well. Um, I don't I don't feel like anyone w- was really looking forward to Kang as you know so much um so moving away from Kang I don't think is a bad idea but I think it's going to just continue a transition period that's already felt very very long and drawn out where MCU doesn't really know where it's going and we don't know where it's going and it has felt just kind of aimless for a while and I think we're still going to be stuck with that. So, you know, and for me, I don't know, uh, superhero fatigue, right? It's just like a new hero movie all the time. Yeah. And I don't even watch half of them anymore. Uh, you know, you know? On, on the matter um, of superhero fatigue, I wonder if it's so much superhero fatigue or if it's formula fatigue, because I, when we see somebody take chances and it, co- and it pays off, I'm enjoying it. Look, look at Guardians of the Galaxy 3. That movie was emotions first, superheroes second. And my God, it might be one of the best things Marvel's put out in a long time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know, which I mean, we'll talk about that more when we get to the, the, uh, awards stuff, you know, so I don't want to, I don't want to go out of the guardians of the galaxy three. I launched it recently. I wasn't expecting much just because I haven't expected much out of the MCU lately. And I was absolutely blown away. I went from, Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll sit down and watch this one. Even though Guardians of the Galaxy, both movies before that were really good. Um, you know, just my expectations have been <laughs> so low. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, just absolutely blown away. Like, man, I'm I'm glad I sat here and watched this, you know. So there are, yeah, there are lights in the universe of MCU that, that shine brightly. And... Uh, 
hopefully they find more of them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, who do you want to see picked for Dr. Doom? That would be enough for you to like be completely invested back in Marvel. I think, I think the one that everybody's talking about myself, especially Killian Murphy. Peaky Blinders is a damn near perfect show. Uh, he obviously did well at Oppenheimer. I think if Killian Murphy were to play Dr. Doom, I would be all chips in on Fantastic Four. So Dr. Doom, as far as I'm aware, pretty much usually wears a mask, right? He's got that yeah. mask going on. I don't know if he yeah. like really takes it off much or not, um, but I imagine him to be kind of a Darth Vader-esque character. Right. Um, which very well may be what Darth Vader was based off of. That's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> um, so it's got to be someone with a command, with a voice, you know. Um, Killian Murphy, maybe. I don't know. Trying to, you know, like, you know, you want someone with that. Uh, not, I don't want to say that James Earl Jones voice, but you know, something distinctive, maybe and, a little bit gravelly or something like that. Like that. Yeah, you know, just a very like when this person speaks, people listen kind of voice. Um, yeah. Maybe Killian Murphy. I'm trying to think. I'm bad at thinking. You know, it's a problem. What about Vigo Mortensen? That's my other pick. I haven't seen him in anything recently. So let's let's get him out Idris in Elba. front of the screen again. Idris Elba. I mean, he is already Heimdall. So he's already in the Marvel Universe. Uh, but uh, I mean, what the hell? Let's double up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I mean, definitely like there, there's some there's some people out there. Um, Adam Driver. What do you think about Adam Driver? Maybe he's got a distinctive voice. He's yeah, you know what, Mr. Fantastic. I I think is like I like Adam Driver, but he's just got that face that doesn't belong to a villain. Yeah, you know, but it belongs I, in a helmet. But in a helmet, the voice belongs to a villain, and that's why yeah. I, I think like it was it was kind of it was weird. Um, in Star Wars, you know, he's supposed to be the big bad villain, but every time like we see his face, I'm like, that's not a villain, dude. That's that's a nice yeah. guy right there. <laughs> he's usually falling in love or something like that with Ray. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know. So yeah, yeah. Adam Driver, the voice, I can see it. I can see that. Yeah. Um one last stretch, Giancarlo Esposito, but I wanted to be Magneto, so I'm not totally pitching that, but or I'm not sorry, not Magneto, Professor X. But I think he would also be a very good Dr. Doom just because, again, that voice is so distinctive and it's it owns the room. That'd be really good. Okay, yeah, I was like, <laughs> that's the Breaking Bad guy, right? Yeah, it is. Um, I don't Imagine know. giving I, an evil speech to, Mr., to Pedro Pascal, Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I, I think I would almost... I mean, that's hard. Because I feel like I would want to err on the side of someone younger. Okay. Um, Fair. You know, someone young, someone charismatic, um, and fiery and passionate. Um, where Giancarlo Esposito is like that cold and terrifying, which could work. I just, I, I'm also thinking of longevity. Right. Like if this is yeah. going to be your big bad, like 
this is a person who's going to have to play this role for a while. Um, I think I think John Carlo would still be a good pick for a movie, but I don't I don't know if he would want to stick around and do more. You know, right? So, so I think someone a little younger might be a better pick for them. And whoever they're going to pick, because it's going to be. So I think it's good to have an established actor because Jonathan Majors, while established, wasn't as established as, say, somebody like Giancarlo or Killian Murphy. So all the skeletons are already out of those closets. You know what I'm saying? That they need to get one of those. And, I mean, back the dump truck up and pay them enough money to be around for 20 years. You need to pick somebody that you can lock, lock down. You need to make sure that person sits on multiple mansions because... You can't do Kang again. You can't mess that up. I mean, it's not their fault that the Kang thing messed up, but they 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 put so much on it. He's a relatively newer actor, and boom, skeletons came out. You know, Killian Murphy, everything's already come out on him, and there's nothing, so you're fine. Yeah, I think that's your best bet. Yeah, so and I think that's another, you know, kind of thing that we've seen, um, you know, post-Infinity War as the older... I don't want to say older because it's not like they're all old, but you know, the actors that had been around for a while, you know, Captain America, Iron Man, um, you know, Black Widow, like they, you know, they were all leaving the franchise, uh, you know, and it was, it, it was hard, especially with, you know, Black Panther, um, I think was supposed to be a big part of that transition. And then of course they couldn't do that. So just so many of the, the old crew left in such a short amount of time that your investment in the characters in the franchise kind of disappeared. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will, I want to just mention real quick too. (laughs) There's been a lot of rumors uh, from pretty good sources saying that Marvel is wanting to bring back Iron Man, uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers, stuff like that. But uh, Steve Rogers, actor, boy, why am I not remembering names? We're still got turkey brain, guys. This is just after Thanksgiving. We got turkey brain right now. Uh, he says, like, nobody's talked to me. So I'm going to kind of trust that nobody's ever talked to Chris Evans. There it is uh, recently about coming back. So I think that let's keep that in mind. But yeah, I mean, we, we lost like a generation of very good Marvel characters played by very good Marvel actors. So it's it's hurting right now. And trying to find the future where you, I mean, you have X, I mean, you have Fantastic Four, you have really good properties still to come, but you need to find that next set of actors that's going to carry things for a while. You don't have a Chadwick Boseman, obviously. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, he does a great job, but who knows how much longer he wants to do it. You know, he's, yep. he's been in a few of them already. And it's the same thing with Scarlett Johansson and stuff like that. Like, that's Scarlett Johansson. Gosh dang it. Elizabeth Olsen. Scar- yeah, yeah. Um, Scarlett Witch. <laughs> Scar Joe is already gone. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll see yeah yeah i mean that that's definitely got to be a fear at you know marvel is that you know that that kind of first generation is is mostly gone Mm -hmm. and the second generation was i don't like it was just there wasn't enough of them i feel to carry the franchise after that and they weren't as beloved either is the hard part Hmm? They're not as beloved. Uh, as yeah, you know, um, and now they're about, yeah, they're very possibly not going to be around for too many more movies, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, yeah, they need to be investing in a a nice new generation now um, that will stick around for a while. Yeah. You know, just kind of a soft reboot of Marvel, really, is, is I think what they need. Which we, which we're definitely, one way or another, story-wise, <laughs> we definitely will, with Secret Wars will be the soft reboot. Um, hopefully it works out well. You know, hopefully it works out well. Um, let's talk about Wonder Woman. There's the Wonder Woman game. It was announced back in 20, I want to say 19, maybe 2021 or something like that. But it's very much like, oh, they were working on Wonder Woman. They threw it away. WB Games is working on this, right? So uh, people were worried that it's going to be live action. Or, I'm sorry, live um, service, which has been like a bad word to say in the gaming industry, especially as a player. But WB came out and clarified, no, single player action RPG. Think of Jedi Fallen Order in that kind of sense. Best part of all, it's going to be using the Nemesis system. They name dropped the Nemesis system and it's part of the DCU. So this is the Wonder Woman that will be in the Wonder Woman movies. It's all connected. I think for myself, I have a feeling for you too. It's that Nemesis system that we're excited about the most. Can you explain what that is? So the Nemesis system is what we saw in Shadow of Mordor and also Shadow of War. Um, You know, Shadow of Mordor came out. We all... it was very Assassin's Creed-ish, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that pre- they really set it apart was their kind of boss system. You know, not everyone was just a normal guard or whatever. There were more powerful characters and you would kill them and sometimes they would come back. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I remember in Shadow of War, I had one guy that I, I killed this guy like, four times and every time it was like he came back now he's missing an arm they put like a metal arm on him and and each time like his his traits would change you know and it got to the point where he literally went insane uh he got like an insane trait so it was like me and this random guy you know i'm out here trying to deal with sauron the almighty right the written story yeah (laughs) yeah and and this random orc captain is just dead set on killing me. And it got to a point where, I mean, he was my rival and it was just it. totally organic. It wasn't written into the story and it just adds like a really important flavor, you know, and, uh, you know, they, they copyrighted the system. So like no one could really use it except them. So, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, like I'd love to see it in more stuff or or something similar, but uh, maybe the, you know maybe this will be it, and I, I think that would be really cool. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, one of my favorite parts about the Nemesis system. Like you're saying, is it creates unique stories. Like I didn't have a story like that with the one arm guy, but I did have. I mean, you know, you're saying rival a Nemesis that um that survived a couple of fights with me. And then he got burnt and then he got scared of bees and like all kinds of different things that became special. But I'm like, man, this guy's a scrapper that eventually, because one of the things you're doing in these games is you're recruiting and building an army. I was like, I like this guy's grit. I'm not going to, I'm not going to force him to always fight me. I'm going to recruit him. And he even rejected me or something like that one time too. Cause that was like super rare, but that could happen. They could actually reject your taking over. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I want you more. And so yeah, I kept going after him. And eventually, yeah, he, he became one of my generals. And then I, maneuvered things around killing other people that I didn't, you know, I just kind of like 
did some assassinating for him, I made him one of the top dogs. And it was like, that's a unique story that was just happened only in my game that this nemesis system can create. And seeing with Wonder Woman, I'm looking forward to seeing how she's going to have like these random uh, rivals in like Greek mythology or something like that. Like it's going to be so fun to toy with. Yeah. And I think that's another aspect of, of Wonder Woman. That's interesting is that with the Greek mythology tie in, you know, you can build like a more of a fantasy game. Yeah. You know, uh, with mythological creatures and, and gods and magic and, and things like that. Um, you know, more so than like the Batman movies, which are very action packed, but they're modern, they're sciencey, you know, so yeah. we can kind of get a, a a different feel for for a superhero game, I think. Yeah. Uh, also being part of the DCU, that's something new, but James Gunn said that he wants all future DC in his era, DC games to be an extension of the, the Marvel, or I'm sorry, the DC universe. Um, and that includes TV shows. So if you see like Batman pop up in a DC TV show over the next few years, it's the Batman that you'll see in the movies too. Unless it's an Elseworlds story, but those are going to be far and few between. I'm interested to see how that works out. I, I It kind of reminds me, but it's the opposite way of those like tie-in video games. Like when a new Lord of the Rings, Helm's Deep, or, <laughs> or Two Towers would come out. Also, they also had the game for it too, which happened to be amazing just by accident. It was super good. But um, yeah, I'm kind of digging that idea of bringing back almost tie-in video games again. They took my money every time. Uh, let's go to Dave Filoni is now the chief creative officer for Star Wars. What does this mean? Uh, Dave Filoni, creator of The Mandalorian, Clone Wars, Rebels, and all like, uh, is now the guy that's in charge of every Star Wars project from their inception. And in, he's, his goal is to ensure that they have a cohesive story from one end to another. I think Star Wars needed this for a long time because even to today, when we're talking about how good Ahsoka is or other like Dave Filoni projects, we're also like, yeah, but they're also making that Ray movie. I don't know. We still don't trust it as good as they have been recently. But now with Dave Filoni at the helm, I trust that Ray movie more now because I know it's going to have some flavor that we've already seen is working well. Are, did you trust Dave Filoni to steer the Star Wars ship as a whole? I mean, if there is anybody who can, it's Dave mm-hmm. Filoni, you know? Fair. Um, I mean, you know, let's be real, right? Like, George Lucas struggled to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's the guy yeah. who made it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because the prequels, as much as we like them now in retrospect, right, compared to the sequels, uh, you know, at the time, they were, they were, there were a lot of harsh judgments, you know, it was. Um, there were fans who felt that, you know, there were things that were wrong. It's like, well, how can you say they're wrong? It's George Lucas. He made it, you know, yeah. uh, but there's, there's so much history to the franchise, you know, especially with legends and video games. Um, and, you know, back then what was canon was, yeah. I mean, anybody's guess, you know, right. So, Right now, there seems to be a bit of a a going back where I've, I've seen more and more about, you know, people saying, well, this is what George Lucas said. You know, mm-hmm. this is what is canon. All this other stuff was great, but it's not canon. So I right. think we're going back to a period, you know, a time where, where I don't want to say like, 
I hate to say like Star Wars was more pure, but like <laughs> they're cutting out a lot of the fluff um, and trying to get it back to a place that makes sense, which I think is important. Yeah. Um, now, Dave Filoni, you know, watching the Clone Wars TV show, there is so much stuff that happens in that show that is pretty different from the movies, right? Like, I mean, we, we see a lot of powers and things that we didn't ever see before. <laughs> right. It's, okay. So it's kind yeah, of like all kinds of like new hierarchy of almost a religion that was like, that's new. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so it's like, okay, so there's, but that's apparently canon, you know, so, but it did felt pretty different from the movies, not in a bad way, but just a, you know, we, we try to put things in boxes where like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, who's more powerful. And in the end of the day, and oddly enough, uh, I, I saw a TikTok with Freddie Prince Jr., who apparently yeah. is pretty close with Dave Filoni. And um, he voices uh, Kanan. From yeah. So he he's apparently had lots of conversations with Dave Filoni and he's pretty knowledgeable about like Star Wars canon and the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. And um you know, basically, he was saying, uh, oh, man, now I lost my chain of thought. Basically, he was like, you know, fuck the video games, you know, like, yeah, screw the books, like, none of that screw matters, none of that is, yeah. like, real Star Wars, it's just, it's fun, it's fantasy, but it's basically fan fiction, right? right. Um, but also the force it's just a plot device you know Mm -hmm. the rules as we want to put on them i mean don't really exist right the four like there's so many people that will argue about you know ray well ray just like got all these powers yeah because the force wanted her to have those powers at the end of the day it also that's all that matters it shows Darth vader's mom to be pregnant like that's just how it happened (laughs) yeah yeah i mean if you look at it and you say well Luke Skywalker studied, you know, trained with Obi-Wan for a bit, trained with Yoda for a bit, trained on his own for a couple of years compared to Anakin Skywalker, who spent like a decade or more training with the Jedi Order with literally yeah. some of the greatest lightsaber duelists of all time. And canonically, pretty much everyone agrees if he's not number one, he's top five. And mm-hmm. like Luke Skywalker, who trained in a jungle for a couple months with Yoda, comes up and can beat him in a fight. Like, come on. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, literally, it's all about the force wants this to happen. It's gonna happen. Right. You know, right. and and I think yeah. we're gonna get more to that, and people can just kind of like sit down and enjoy enjoy the fucking movie, you know. That's a key thing that a lot of fans need to start doing is just you know, like, hey, let's just see what happens. I know right now we're not going to, re- we're not going to discuss it because it's currently developing as we're recording the whole Taika Waititi thing. It's like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. Um, and people are like, it's like, if you just guys calm down and watch the movies and just enjoy them and stop, you know, putting so much weight and stuff, it would be a lot different for you. But going back to the star Wars thing. Um, one thing I like to think about is like, yeah, you're talking about how Anakin needed, uh, had a decade in the Jedi council, put aside the, his, his force abilities and his lightsaber abilities the fact that he was so intertwined in the Jedi Council and the Jedi Temple and how the bureaucracy works shaped him as Darth Vader 
a lot and how he ran things and his decision to turn on the council and stuff like that. The force needed him to see the bullshit of the Jedi before he could turn against the Jedi, just like it needed to take, you know, this headstrong Luke Skywalker out of the rebellious fight, put him in a jungle and relax for a little bit and focus on the internal side of himself and, you know, fighting his demons before he could fight anybody else's. Like there's, there's so much more than just like, okay, you know, Jedi trick number 48. Now, you know, Jedi trick number 49. It's not like that. So yeah, I think we do need to take it off a little bit and just enjoy the story as it is. Dave Filoni, I think gets that because when he's, when you watch interviews with him and he's discussing things with like Freddie Prince Jr. Yes. Or, or um, John Favreau. It's a lot more like, what is this? Let's try that. Let's like, it's brain. It's, it's like brainstorming and coming up with ideas and like, yeah, this makes sense. And that doesn't make sense. I look forward to somebody who cares about the project that much and um, is willing to just like, Hey, let's try this out and see if it works. And it's, you know, it makes sense. Like you were saying before, George Lucas didn't hit it out of the park every time. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a star Wars nerd running star Wars. And I think that's fine. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and get into the geekies. Um, this is the fifth annual Geekies, and I appreciate it, guys. You guys, we had some nominations. Discord, uh, literally, hey, Frank, I want this one to be in there. Those conversations. DMs <laughs> on the social media and, and even a couple of texts. I appreciate all of them. So we have the list. What we're going to do, we're going to go through each of the categories. We're going to discuss our favorites, and then they're going to be posted online, probably gradually. I'm not sure if I want to just dump them all out. We'll see. We'll go one of, one of two ways. Um, but make sure you guys head to our social media and vote for them. But yeah, let's go ahead and get started. And we're going to start off with one of the biggest ones. Game of the Year. Our four nominees. Spider-Man 2, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Starfield, and Diablo 4. Who's sitting on top for you? Oh, boy. Honestly, <laughs> none of them. I don't know. Really? Uh, Cyberpunk did not make the list because... It was you were the only person who put it up in your nominations, and also it's a DLC, so it's a little tricky. Yeah, yeah, no, that's why I I did add a fifth one. Yeah, um, you know, just because I understand it's a DLC, but to me, I don't feel like any of these games deserve Game of the Year. Maybe Spider Man Two. two? I don't. (laughs) To me, that's mine. Yeah, obviously, I'm. I'm not. I don't have a. I don't have consoles really. Um, You know, so. If you want it to be Spider-Man 2, I'll give it to you. Uh, yeah. I think Starfield is good, but very flawed. Um, yeah. Diablo 4 started out well. I don't know if it's if it was game of the year material at release, maybe. But, uh, I mean, after, you know, patches, like Blizzard has already destroyed that game for themselves. <laughs> you know, like... Well, they, some say it's they, some say it's in a better spot than it was before. Like there's all kinds of, you know, it all depends on who you are. But yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely it's controversial. Like I know the Starfield's on our biggest disappointment of the year as well. So it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, That's just it's how in a works. weird place. There's yeah. there's a lot that I like about it. There's there's just also a lot that I don't like about it. Yeah. Um I expected more. I hoped for more. I think it's a big year. I thought there would be more. Um yeah. I thought it would be better, but also I don't know. It's, I think we've had a year of a lot of good games, but none of them really 
stick in my mind is amazing games. I see. Now I got to negate you on that. I think we had a year of amazing games. So amazing that the amazing games get left to the wayside by even more amazing games. Think about this. Star Wars Jedi Survivor came out this year. Not even on this list. Not even nominated by one person. Might have been nominated by me. But that game was phenomenal. And I can't even make it to the top. Like, that's pretty crazy. I think this has been a really extraordinary year. I mean, you know, well, yeah, you nominated it. I don't know. I nominated things that I had played. Um, except for Spider-Man 2, I recognize it looks good. You know, yeah. I've seen some play footage. It looks really good. Uh, people are, are raving about it. So, I mean, I have to assume it's it's good. Um, yeah. You know, uh, but Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, I mean, I know people are talking so much, but it, I don't know, the, it just seems gimmicky to me. I have a feeling that's the winner, though. I have a feeling that once the votes come in, I mean, it probably take will be. But I don't know. It it just seems very gimmicky and it feels very not, I don't know, not Zelda. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It, it's That's just true. weird. Let's move on to our next one. Best comic book series of the year. I know you don't have a lot on this one, but uh, our four <laughs> nominees, Dark Knights of Steel, Batman, Superman, World's Finest, X-Men, and it, X-Men and X-Men Immortal were both nominated a lot. I went with X-Men out of that, guys. I know that Really, they're two different ones, and they're different, very different. But anyways, next, Daredevil. Um, my personal favorite out of this is going to be Dark Knights of Steel. I did a whole review for it on the podcast. I just totally fell in love with this. Medieval, it's DC, it's perfect. Um, and it's Tom King, written by Tom King, one of my favorite writers. So, those are your nominees, guys. Again, go vote for them. Next here, we have Best Superhero Movies. We have Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Across the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. TMNT Mutant Mayhem or Blue Beetle? I, personally, I know a lot of people are crazy for Spider-Verse. I'm a Guardians of the Galaxy 3 man. What do you think? Um, so I mean I didn't I didn't watch Across the Spider-Verse. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean it, it's got pretty decent reviews. People seem to enjoy it. Um, you know, I know I threw Blue Beetle up there because honestly, it's just been kind of a slow year for super superhero movies. Um, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, the fact that we have, you know, more than four to even talk about is still a lot of superhero movies. Um, so I wanted to throw blue beetle up there and give it a little bit of recognition for at least trying something different. Um, you know, I, I feel like it hit some of the notes that we have come to enjoy from Marvel, Mm -hmm. which because blue beetles DC, right? Yeah. 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 That's what I get. Just making sure before I say something <laughs> stupid, but uh, yeah, like it. DC has a lot of like, it's dark, it's gritty, um, and I like that. Yeah. But sometimes you just need to have a little bit of fun. And although I I do, yeah, you know, like I do recognize that Blue Beetle is not the best written superhero movie. Um, I, I at least applaud DC for trying something different. And I think it hit a lot of notes that we've come to enjoy from Marvel of just superheroes having fun sometimes. Um, yeah. And it was joking, you know, you got George Lopez in there, you know, so yeah. it was, it was much more lighthearted, which I actually saw in Shazam too, right? Like I like the Shazam franchise. I do. Um, I do too. It's not terrible. Yeah. You know, I also recognize though, like it's not the best written, it's kind of flawed, but it's fun. Right. Um, 
But yeah, like Guardians of the Galaxy 3, once again, it's absolutely fantastic. And I don't know why you would vote for anything else. <laughs> like the yeah. other things are are fun or good. When Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is, it's like a masterpiece of superhero movies. It's kind of crazy how good it is. It's kind of, yeah. and a lot of people kind of like, oh yeah, I'll probably watch it. Like it, cause you know, it's just been Marvel lately. It's been, eh. it's, it's a not miss movie. It's that good. Let's go to best movie of the year. We have Oppenheimer, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is back. Dungeons and Dragons and Barbie. Um, I will say Dungeons and Dragons is far better than I think people know. Um, this one, I, I, I'm not going to vote on this one yet because I'm still kind of iffy on everything. I think Oppenheimer is coming in kicking, though. What's, what's, where's your pick? Okay, so this is where I'm going to be probably the most controversial motherfucker here on this podcast out of every host you have. Oppenheimer's fucking boring, dude. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I, I sat here and felt like, okay, by comparison, Guardians of the Galaxy is also almost three hours long. True. Okay? Yeah. It didn't feel three hours long. I was one hour into Oppenheimer and I was like, holy shit, there's two hours to go? Yeah. And then they blew up the bomb and I was like, thank God, it's almost over. No, no, there's another hour. Okay? Yeah. It's, I recognize that Killian Murphy is a fantastic actor. I, I think the writing was fine. The pacing was atrocious. Okay. Wow. I, it okay. took forever to get anywhere. There were yeah. just long super pauses of brooding of doing nothing inconsequential conversations. I was bored and I thought it was never going to. (laughs) And honestly, it just feels like a paint by numbers movie of the year. Wow. Take a hot take take, folks. Take a somewhat interesting, but flawed historical figure and make a really fucking long movie about. Napoleon? Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, it'll win fucking movie of the year every <laughs> yeah. year. Okay. Yeah. And sorry. I'll watch it for sure. I don't that think does it sound like a movie good. I'd watch right away. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go to best storytelling of the year. Spider-Man 2, Fall of the House, Usher. I should see that. Succession the final season, and Baldur's Gate 3. I love this about the geekies. Because these are video games, and these are TV shows, and these are movies. All right, man. What do you think? I, this was a tough one to me, because that Spider-Man 2 I thought was flawless. But Succession, that final season, that had me. Um, You know, I mean, obviously, Spider-Man 2, once again, haven't played it. So I'm just kind of buying into the hype on that one. Yeah. Um, and, and hoping that you guys are right. Uh, with Succession, you know, I, I'm a real big fan of the Succession TV show. And, you know, going into season four, when they killed off Logan Roy halfway through, I mean, I, I, though every episode after that, I have expected him to show up like he faked his death, you know? Yeah. Uh, the, the fact that they just took that leap, like, yeah, we're just going to kill him. 
mm-hmm. was like, oh, like you actually did that. And you yeah. know what? It wasn't like it worked. Everything <laughs> sucked after that. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it wasn't, you know, sometimes shows or, or franchises are like, we're going to kill off this character just to get a reaction out of people. And then, and then a little while down the line, you're like, man, that was their best character and they really shouldn't have got rid of it. You know, I think the cast of that show, um, you know, really is, is very good. The characters are, you know, they all kind of carry the show. You know, there's, there's almost no characters. Where I'm like, yeah, that character kind of sucks. You know, like they all play their yeah. part very well. Even the characters even, you're supposed to think suck, like the cousin, are good at that part. Like they're good yeah, at yeah, it's like an they interesting yeah. person, you know, an interesting yeah. character. So it's when you can take a figure like Logan Roy out of a show and still have a good show, then you're doing something right. Yeah. And yeah, that all around that was good. I can't wait to see if you like I think that's gonna do really well. Biggest badass of the year. Loki, Rocket Raccoon, Din Jarden, the Mandalorian for people who don't know, or John Wick. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, Loki's gonna win a lot of me right now. I'm still on a Loki high, so it's hard for me to not vote for him on pretty much everything. What do you think? So all right, I mean Rocket Raccoon, I think, is an emotional pick. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, you know, John Wick is also Wick greatest is John hero Wick. coming up later on, which he might be on that list. Right. Yeah, probably. Um, you know, John Wick is John Wick. Uh, but we've had four movies of John Wick. So, like, it wouldn't be improper to say he's the biggest badass. But, you know, like, let's give it to someone new, I feel like. He's you know, kind of wearing kind of thin, too. Like, his version of badassery, it's like, I've seen it a lot. So, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so, and, you know, Din and the Mandalorian. It's nothing against necessarily the Din Djarin character so much as the Mandalorian season three, which yeah. I know we'll get into in a later category probably anyway. Um, so I won't say much now, but yeah, I don't know. Um, Let's say Rocket Raccoon. What was the fourth one? Uh, hold on. I already went to the next page. <laughs> so it's John Wick, Din Jarden, Rocket Raccoon, or Loki. Yeah, you know, I, I'm fine with giving it to Loki. You know, he's yeah. he's a character who's spent a very long time working his way up to being a badass, you know. Yeah. And at the like end, it really feels abortions. like him becoming the badass. Yeah. 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 So I, I think they're all good picks. Just, yeah, like John Wick, we've seen John Wick so many times. Um, do we really need to be voting for John Wick? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, we're going to go a little bit faster now. We're getting long in the tooth. I didn't realize we're almost at an hour. Greatest villain. This is going to be a tough one, by the way, guys. This might be the toughest of them. High Evolutionary from Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Thrawn from Ahsoka. Lilith from Diablo 4. Or the Starborn in general, specifically the Hunter from Starfield all great villains uh all great villains this is tough man what do you think um i don't think starborn i think um a high evolutionary you know he's just an easy villain to hate um 
you know, with very misguided goals and intense, uh, you know, Thrawn, Thrawn's good. But I think a lot of people expected like Clone Wars Thrawn. And what we're Rebel getting Thrawn, is a much yeah. older Thrawn. Um, and yeah. and the two, don't, it just doesn't go over well with a lot of fans. So I don't know how well that's going to go. Uh, you said what, Balin Skull? Balin didn't make the list. No. Balin didn't make the list. Lilith. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I think Lilith, Lilith is, a, is a pretty good villain. Um, but unless you play Diablo, you wouldn't really care. Uh, of all these, I would say Lilith's probably the only one that's like, her reasoning is right. Yeah. Which makes for a good yeah, villain. You know, I will say, like, when you're playing Diablo 4 through the campaign for the first time, she's one of those villains where you're like, well, is she yeah. wrong? Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly. Like, ah, she's making some sense. Oh, God. I'm yeah. evil. <laughs> you know, like, so, yeah, I think these are, these are all pretty good. Let's move to greatest hero. We have Loki. Miles Morales from Spider-Man 2, Ahsoka Tano, or Kamala Khan from the Marvels. Um, very good heroes. Miles Morales and his, the way his story expands, uh, I think he's, and we know now he's going to be the main Spider-Man going forward in the games. Um, Ahsoka Tano really did a Gandalf on us. Kamala Khan, though, it's so much Amon Vellani who plays her. I am so excited for her being the future of Marvels. I really hope Marvel realizes that Kamala Khan should be the future of Marvel. She's really, really cool. What'd you think? I didn't even like nominate anything in this uh, okay. because I don't know. Best hero, best superhero, biggest badass. I mean, it just I seemed know, yeah. like a lot of crossover. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I don't even know what to put in here. I wouldn't say, for example, I wouldn't say Miss Marvel's a badass. Like she's a hero because she's heroic. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's, that's where that's kind of like, Ahsoka Tano, she can be a badass. She's definitely a badass, but like she's heroic because of these things. You know, she sacrifices herself to make sure that, you know, stuff like that happens. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, it's also like, because what, three out of four of them are, well, two, at least two of these are, would be classified as superheroes. So I don't yeah. know. Uh, like Ahsoka, I, I mean, I'm happy to see Ahsoka's name pop up in one of these categories. They're all Disney you know? characters. All um, these guys are Disney characters. I, it's tough, yeah. man. They really don't yeah, dominate in so, 2023. I don't know. I don't have a lot to say about this category. It just kind of okay. feels redundant. You know, yeah. like I said, nice to see Ahsoka and like Miles Morales, but Miles Morales is also a superhero. So like if he wasn't good enough to be in the superhero category, why is he now in the hero category? It's weird. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go to biggest disappointment. So we have Starfield, which again, I think I nominated it for, I think, yeah, I did nominate it for one of the biggest disappointments and one of my favorite games of the year. So I understand the difference. Redfall, oof, Ant-Man and the Quantumania, that might win this whole thing. And Lord of the Rings Golem, biggest disappointment. What do you got on, I mean, my God, it's got to be Ant-Man for me. That thing was a train wreck. I, I mean, so yeah, like Starfield for me, I had there was there was disappointment to be had, but I think the game overcomes that with the good stuff to be had. Yeah, um, you know, so that's why it kind of sits a, a somewhat neutral for me. Um, Redfall, yeah, Redfall looked cool. It's trash. Uh, Lord of the Rings Gollum 
you know, coming off of Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor, yeah. you know, very, very good games. I know a lot of people were were very interested to see what they would do with this and like making a game about Gollum. Like that's a really weird, interesting character that has seen a lot, you know, like that character has been around, has seen a lot of things. He was mm-hmm. stuck in Mordor, you know, t- tortured by Sauron. Um, and it just was like, you guys actually made this and decided to try and sell it to people yeah, for it money. It should be a <laughs> like, part of another game. Like maybe uh, like, can you bundle this with Minds of Moria? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then yeah, Ant Man three. I enjoyed the first two Ant Man movies. The second one wasn't the best. I really enjoyed the first one. Ant Man three is, yeah, definitely put me off of watching other Marvel movies. Rest of I think it's the pinnacle <laughs> of the not great situation Marvel's in right now is Ant-Man yeah. three. I think it's, I think it's like the poser child of like, see how shit things gotten into the CGI. Like it's just been that so many times. Yeah. Over. yeah like I, I know a lot of people, you know, shit on She-Hulk, you know, but I was like, but it's a TV show, you yeah, know? Yeah. I'm so more like, forgiving when it's a TV show. I don't expect them to spend millions upon millions of dollars on awesome CGI. You know, mm-hmm. like, I think it was fine. Um, but yeah, like this is okay. Ant-Man three isn't Iron Man, you know, like it's not one of your flagship superheroes, but it's still a superhero movie in your main universe. And whoa, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what were you doing? No one knows. So I think there's some good picks here. Let's get into best anime. We have Attack on Titan, the final season, Demon Slayer, season three, Vinland Saga, season three, and Blue-Eyed Samurai, season one. I have to give this attack to Attack on Titan for two reasons. First off, final season, that's awesome. Second, this is the first time I've seen it was this year. So I'm like on a real Attack on Titan high. So like, I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) how cool is Levi? Um, (laughs) He is that kind of thing. I really enjoyed the first season of Attack on Titan, and then yeah, the and then it just kind of stopped making sense to me, and mm, I stopped yeah, watching fair. it. Yeah. Um, so maybe the last season is really good. I don't know, um, but I haven't watched it, and I'm not I tell you what, much. If you didn't like season two, season three, you'll probably like even less because it is the most wackadoo change to things. Like it jumps up in technology by like at least fifty years, like cars <laughs> on the streets kind of thing, and um. There are blimps and stuff now. It's very much World War One. So I will tell you that. But it's it's very jarring how much it changes in from season two to three. Even different uh animation studio and went to, I believe, Mappa in the final in the third season. And it's like a darker, more muted tone. So there's that. But it's mm. still very good. Yeah, maybe I'll give it a shot one time. I mean, I'm always looking yeah. for stuff to watch. I'm watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer right now for the first time. Yeah, so you're real bored. Uh, you know, scared. so that's been interesting. Uh Vinland yeah. Saga season two. I mean, I like the first season of Vinland Saga, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm sure two is fine, but it, it wouldn't be my top pick. Blue Eye Samurai, I have not watched yet. Though. Okay. Um, so I have no opinions there. Record of Ragnarok, right? Was the other one? Demon Slayer 3. Oh, Demon Slayer. Okay. Not Record of Ragnarok. Oh man, that's sad. Um, Demon Slayer, <laughs> you know, I mean, Demon Slayer is Demon Slayer. I, I really enjoy that series. Um. You know, and I, I like to see all the different characters and their arcs. And I think there are some neat characters there. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I get it's it's trying out breaking new ground 
for for a lot of people you know who watch a lot of anime maybe but uh i i really enjoy demon slayer and i think every every episode is is pretty good i think the pacing is really good um because you know i'm i'm also trying to slog my way through the one piece anime um <laughs> and that is like the king of filler yeah, um, you know so like to get to demon slayer where you can have a nice storyline and you know 15 episodes or so you know is is really refreshing yeah 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 one piece i don't i don't have the balls to try that out but yeah let's move to best animated series we have invincible season two uh scott pilgrim takes off castlevania nocturne and american dad season 18 um i i will say for everybody to be aware I'm the one that pushed American Dad season 18. I'm a big adult animation fan. And uh, American Dad season 18 is well, it's important to note that they have a changed a lot. Harley Quinn? What are you doing? I like Harley Quinn a lot, but I don't think the newest season changed it or, or upgraded enough. I don't know. It's it's That's tough. Fair. It's a tough That's category. Fair. Rick and Morty didn't make this list, and a lot of people thought that should have made should have made it as well. I I think this is Invincibles to lose, if I'm being honest. Uh it's kind of just so fanboy at this at this point. I think when the votes come out, like when it's time to vote. I think the fanboys will turn out to vote for this one. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I haven't watched any of these. So. Oh, okay. There we go. That makes it easy. <laughs> uh, best series. Whatever you think. Yeah. Best series. Succession. The Last of Us. One Piece. That's the Netflix version. And Star Trek Picard. Holy oh, cow. Man. Is this hard to vote for? Because <laughs> all of these I'm I so absolutely sad. adore. What do you think? Oh, I'm just so sad that the bear didn't make it. Um, the bear is very good. I know it didn't. It didn't cut it though. Like, uh, all right, One Piece. You said One Piece, right? One Piece from Netflix. Yeah. Okay. You said that one made it. I so I have been trying to get through the One Piece anime. I'm on like season ten, I think, which is already like hundreds of episodes. Yeah. Um. And. When I saw, look, when I heard One Piece live action, I laughed. Okay, I was like, yeah. "This, there's, there is no way this will be watchable." Guess what's okay. on the biggest surprise list as well? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Um, you know, so you can just kind of take this testimony there. Uh, there, I, I, anime to live action has traditionally not done very well. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure you saw that. Dragon Ball Evolution back yeah, in the day, God. For the, uh, live action Dragon Ball was terrible. Yeah. Um, and One Piece is such larger than life characters beyond anything Dragon Ball does, except yeah, for maybe it, like Majin Buu. Okay, and, and far more comical and silly. Like that's hard to translate <laughs> in live action. Yeah, like I, I did not believe this would have been possible and i was like there's just no way and it came out it's the people were watching it they were like it's really good i'm like you're so coping right now you have to be coping like this is what the last three years of terrible entertainment industry have done to us is that we Mm -hmm. think this could possibly be good and then i sat down and i watched it and it's it's actually really good um, you know, I, I can see there, there's times where I feel like they're struggling with the effects, you know, because That's like, fair. 
when you got a dude that stretches and yeah, shit. We're and, not looking forward to Mr. Fantastic with that part, but that's for sure. Um, but I think it was done really well. And for what they packed into what 10 episodes, I they stayed very true to the source material. Which and is like that is, 75 course, episodes of the anime they did in 10 episodes uh, yeah. of live action. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's obviously super important, right? Like you don't want to alienate the fans of the show. And, and I, I think, I think the balance that needed to be struck there was struck perfectly. Yeah. Um, and I, I was just really blown away by the fact that it not only did it not suck, but it was actually pretty good. Yeah. That's, that's hard to do. Let's move to best surprise. You've already kind of nailed one of them down. It's One Piece, Lies of P, the video game, Gargoyles, the comic book series, and Barbie, the movie. <laughs> Not the dolls. Uh, biggest surprise, I think my personally, it's going to be Barbie. I'm sorry, it's going to be um, One Piece, but the Gargoyles comic books, like who would have known that that's like a, literally a continuation of the series. It feels that that true to the source. Greg Weissman's writing it. That makes sense. Um Lies of P, I haven't tried out yet just because I know I'm not good enough for it. Like, I, I get when I'm not good enough for a game, and that's one of them. But uh, I'm happy to hear that people are really enjoying it. It didn't make Game of the Year, though, but yeah, it's good. What do you think? Is it One Piece for you as well? Um, I'm I'm split between One Piece and Barbie. Um, uh-huh. You know, Barbie is one of my nominations for Movie of the Year. Um, you know, I think Margot Robbie did a great job. I think the movie is a lot of fun. But it was probably, I don't know, about a year ago when my girlfriend said, I want to see the Barbie movie. I said, what yeah. are you talking about? Are you crazy? <laughs> and I, I was like, what Barbie movie? When does it come out? And she's like, not till this summer. And I'm like, what is a Barbie movie about? Yeah. And I was like, it's just a doll. <laughs> yeah. like, I if you came up to me and said, I want to see the Cabbage Patch Kids movie, I would look at you like you're insane. What are we watching here? Right. And you go, and, you know, I went into it like, I can't believe we're actually like adults going to watch a movie about a, a doll, you mm-hmm. know, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed how they took all the, like the different Barbies throughout the years and like, that was the character, right? It was like, I'm Malibu Barbie and I'm whatever Barbie. Like, this is what I do. And this is how yeah. I act. And it was just, it came together really, really well. Um, and, you know, like Ryan Gosling discovering the patriarchy. And it was just, yeah. I had a really good time watching it and I had no complaints about it. Um, you know, and, and that's just how it is. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a good choice. There's a couple good ones on that one. Our last category, best supporting characters, Mobius from Loki, Solomon Reed from Cyberpunk, uh, Ken, a.k.a. Ryan Gosling, that Ken, uh, and Barbie, and Luis Serra from Resident Evil 4 Remake. I'm not sure if that's Luis, or, but yeah. Um, Louis, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I would have to say it's Mobius for me, but I get that there's definitely going to be a lot of Ken votes for this one for sure. What are you thinking? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think those are all solid picks. Um, 
you know, we've talked about Loki a little bit. I, I'm going to talk a little bit about Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty because I think it was the best thing done in video games this year, period. That's a- kind of ridiculous if I'm not, I'm not, I mean, okay. no, that, that's actually bullshit. I'm just not going to be, that's what? crazy. <laughs> what? Have you played it? Have you played Spider-Man 2? Yeah. No, I haven't. Okay. Okay. Are you going to buy me a PlayStation so I can? No. <laughs> okay. No. All right. I am going to so, download Cyberpunk after this, though. I am doing that. Okay. Um, for one thing, I think Cyberpunk's great. It's a lot of fun. You know, it's it's very action packed, right? You have a DLC yeah. that added tons of content and awesome characters. Okay. Okay. And it did Cyberpunk the best that Cyberpunk has been, right? Yeah. Um. Cyberpunk does this thing where a lot of times it you make choices and neither one of them really feel right, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like it's a very gray area sort of game. This takes that and like puts it on steroids. Okay. Oh, cool. I got through the storyline, and on one hand, I'm confident that I made for the most part the best choices I could have made at the time. And at the end of the game, no one's happy. And I'm not happy. Um, and, you know, this also goes in, like, I can say this about, like, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, right? Sometimes things actually make me feel things, okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the Rocky Raccoon story was absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's hard. Th- that doesn't happen to me often watching a movie. And I got to the end of cyberpunk fan of liberty and i was just like i feel terrible about how this ended not that it was a bad ending but that it was just like everybody's here in a shitty situation and there is no good answer which i think is very very it's realistic you know there was no secret option where everybody skips off into the sunset you know I I ended up with the ending where the most people possible were alive, <laughs> you know, and then that's that's Success. all you can do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the the character that you you're trying to save, um, I was mad at her, even though I saw it coming. By the end, I was mad at her, but I still wanted to help her, you know, and yeah. and. Idris Elba was disappointed in me and that made me disappointed in myself. <laughs> like, and that's from a Don't video game. Idris a Elba video did. game made me feel things and that does yeah. that just doesn't happen really. So <laughs> I just, I think it was absolutely amazing and Idris Elba did a, a phenomenal job. Well said. I mean, you pitched it better than I think anybody else I, I could have thought of. That, that, that was well said. That was good. Um, let us know your guys' favorite though. Head over to social media, threads, uh, Instagram, Twitter if you're still over there. Um, we're gonna put them up in Discord as well. Put your votes in, and then in two weeks, we're gonna go over all the winners and announce them. And uh, that is it for our, our geekies. And uh, let us know next guy next year, guys, if there's any nominations you want to do. Uh, we've added a few of these, like best hero. That was uh, that was Kyle's idea. So if you guys are not happy with that. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. 
It's fine. That yeah. was just me. You know, I have opinions. I'm not afraid to share them, but that doesn't <laughs> make my opinion right. You know. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, do you have any recommendations for the week before we head out? God, no, please. My recommendation is give me some recommendations because I'm bored. There we go. That's a good idea. Hit yeah. us up with your recommendations, yeah. guys. That's a good way to do it. Let's do that yeah. this week. Hit us up what are you your... doing this week? Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> I'm bored, boo. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, uh, that's a good idea. Because I'm, I'm about to download Cyberpunk. That tells you where I'm at right now. So, all right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.